days of the NBA season here uh, so we're slowing down just like the rest of the league I think you know <laughs> we're, we're like grinding here in February um, but a lot's happened and a lot of interesting developments have sort of happened since we last podcasted <clears throat> the trade deadline passed um, obviously Draymond made his return and has made a huge impact uh, some young guys on the roster have started to really show that they're valuable players and the Warriors are um, the hottest team in the West, actually. They're eight and two in their last ten. No team is better than seven and three. Um, so things are happening over here. Uh, anything you want to add, Chris? How have you been? I've been good, man. I mean, February is rough for an NBA fan. Like even us, who are hardcore NBA fans, can find ourselves like tuning out a little bit. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl going on in the midst of winter. Um, but no, Valentine's we're still here. Day, if you yeah. have a love in yeah, your exactly. life, you know? Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a much, much needed all-star break, I guess, for yeah. everyone, maybe except the Warriors, though. Break <clears throat> kind of came at <clears throat> a time where, like you said, they're, they're the hottest team in the West right now, for sure. Yeah, it's been, it's been good to see because the Warriors were basically at their lowest. They were 19 and 24. Um, Clay Thompson was playing horribly. The rest of the team was struggling. Even Steph wasn't playing very well. Uh, but uh, there was a win in Atlanta, or versus Atlanta at home, I should say. Kaminga scored 25 points, and that kick-started a pretty nice stretch of games there. They lost the next two to the Kings and the Lakers, but both by one point, and the Warriors played extremely well. Uh, then they went 8-10. and 10. So... Sorry, eight and two out of their next ten. Um, so they've really kind of turned a corner since Draymond's return. They are uh, fifth in net rating in the entire NBA. Yeah, uh, the defense looks a lot better, and the offense is actually the best in the league since Draymond returned. Um, Steve Kerr has sort of unlocked this team with uh, starting Draymond at the five. So. That's been huge. I mean, we have a six-six guy playing center, but we know what Draymond could do at that position, and he's promoted Kuminga to the starting power forward role, uh, and he's really started to light it up. Um, he's attacking the basket instead of shooting threes. He's he's turned a corner. He he's been impressive. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm just looking at the schedule now. You talked about that Atlanta win, and then those two um losses lakers and sacramento Mm -hmm. in reality i mean the warriors have been in so many close games it's easy to say they should have won those i think in reality you usually like split those really close game one point losses but i thought the lakers won they should have 100 percent won steph hit that um really clutch shot at the end and i think there was only like two or three seconds left and lebron got fouled and Sank Painful. both free, free throws to win, which was rough. And then, <clears throat> like you said, the Atlanta game, I think Steph had 50, 60, and they lost in yep. overtime to Atlanta. And then the Clippers game, which was very recent on Warriors fans' minds. Um, yeah, Valentine's Day. 
very rough loss as well. So, I mean, like we started off the show saying they're eight. They've won eight of their last 10, but in reality, they should have won 12 of their last 13, which would make a huge difference in the schedule. But besides yeah. the point, they're, they're rolling and they're in every game. They haven't been blown out loss since, since, um, Draymond's got back. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, their last blowout loss was first the Pelicans at home where they lost by 40, which was really rough. Um, mm-hmm. That was before. That was on the eve of another bad loss versus the Raptors, um, kind of when morale was super low right before Draymond got back. And then since he's been yeah. back, I mean, they've they've looked like a completely different team. Completely different team. They're playing faster. Um, the defense is more connected, which makes a ton of sense. Draymond is that special of a defender and that great of a communicator on the defensive end. He is able to point out coverages. He's able to send guys the right way, call out switches. He's not afraid to dig into guys who are giving like half effort. And it's needed right now because the Warriors are sitting at 27 and 26. We should, we're kind of burying the lead here. We're at the all-star game. So this is like a review of just what's happened in the first part of the season there are 29 games left in the season uh so the warriors have to put together a nice stretch if they want to make the playoffs they're currently 10th in the west um but it's not all bad for them they they're only uh, a game and a half behind the lakers four games behind the mavericks who have been pretty hot recently actually but the kings are falling um and they're five games behind the, that six seed spot. So that's where they were last year. <clears throat> they ended up in the sixth seed. It's not out of the question that they can get there again, but that would be like that, that would be the most ideal scenario. That's the most optimistic uh, outlook for where they could go. What do you think about this team right now? Like, are you buying their recent stretch of games? Are you expecting them to come back to earth and end up 500? I mean, where are you with the Warriors? <clears throat> It's just a sick season because there's been obviously points where we're like, okay, the season's done, like it's over. I think we were there pretty quickly um, on this team, and then Draymond came back. And it's giving you hope. I mean, we won, I think, one, two, three, four, five, five games in a row before the Clippers game, um, and seven out of eight. And we were up. 20 in the Clippers on the third quarter, looking amazing versus a Clippers team, although Kawhi wasn't there. But they're one of the hottest teams in the league as well um, since getting hardened. I think they're the best team in the NBA. And we were spanking them. And I'm like, damn, we're so back. Like, the Warriors look great. And then the same thing happened that has happened all year where (laughs) – the fourth quarter this year in clutch time has just been horrendous for the Warriors. Um, I don't know if that's youth out there. I don't know if that's veter- veterans making dumb plays like we can talk about what Clay did in that game. I don't know if that's because they're too small and can't get a defensive rebound. Um, I don't know if it's because they don't have a reliable a second option. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I thought we were kind of fully back and then that loss even though we bounced back with the win versus utah it was kind of a disgusting win we gave up 137 to a utah team almost blew that game yeah almost i don't know i was ready to be fully back um after that i mean that phoenix game was crazy too where steph hits that huge dagger Mm -hmm. three 
But I don't know, man. I, like, even with Draymond backs, the the themes of the season are still there where they're blowing leads and, and not being serious. Yeah. They, <clears throat> the Warriors actually said this at the beginning of last year. Uh, the first part of the season is where you build habits. And if you build, if you, if you establish bad habits in the first part of the season, it's really hard to overcome those later on. <clears throat> and we saw what happened last year in the playoffs, even though the Warriors improved a lot, they streaked their way to the sixth seed. They beat the third seeded Kings in the first round. Uh, and then they got to the Lakers series and they fouled a lot. They blew games. They lost at home. And it was this kind of the same old story, which uh, eventually led to them losing the series. Now, this year, we're <laughs> it's like a repeat of last year, really. We're low in the play-in, but starting to play well. Draymond is <clears throat> returning to form. Um, some guys are stepping up that we had hoped would step up for like Kuminga and Pajemski. Um, and Steve Kerr is starting to figure out the rotation. But, you know, we still have these habits of blowing games. We still have the habit of fouling players sometimes, turning the ball over, um, just boneheaded mistakes. On the other hand, the Warriors had a really tough first part of the season. They had, I think, the toughest schedule or one of the toughest schedules in the first few months of the of the year and the back end of this season is pretty light for them but then again the Warriors yeah. had an easy homestand earlier this year where they were supposed to gain a lot of momentum and lost I think like four or six where it was like a pivotal point in the year but uh oh yeah that was the worst stretch of the season I think <laughs> yeah, that was, that was so horrible. bad it was a chance to like get out of the play-in and they blew it uh, but it's also yeah the late so the Lakers having an easy stretch is good, or sorry a hard stretch is good because they're directly above us. But I mean ideally the Warriors are shooting to either be like the seven six seed. They want to put themselves in a position to not uh, get worn down by the play-in tournament if they are in the play-in. Um, so it's really just it's they're in a tough spot. They've dug themselves into a hole and they need to get themselves out. On the bright side, there are some positive signs. And they also, you know, if you look at their point differential, they're the seventh best team in the league, or in the West. Uh, but there are three teams ahead of them who have a lower point differential, and that just kind of speaks to the games that they've blown. Yeah, um, 100%. So they need and, to figure that out. And I was going to say, um, just about having faith in this team and everything, I think traditional yeah. thought would say that if you're on the you know seventh to eighth seed, you can't really make a run. But then you look at the past couple of years in the NBA, like the Warriors were the sixth yeah. seed last year and they almost made the conference finals. The Lakers were the seventh seed and they made the conference finals. The Heat um, were almost they lost the first game of the play-in and then were in the second yeah. game and then they made the. Um, conference finals and made the finals here they made the it. nba finals oh yeah they did crazy they lost to the heat <laughs> and then to the nuggets in the nba finals and yeah. then another example i was thinking of is the celtics in 22 where yeah. they had a horrible first start to the season i think they were 500 and then they made a huge run in the second half and then made it to the finals as well so yep and this year i don't really see any juggernauts especially out in the west i mean obviously denver is tough 
the toughest team out there. But you look at the top seeds like Oklahoma City, they've never been in the playoffs before, although <clears throat> they are good. And then the Timberwolves, um, kind of same thing. I mean, they're more seasoned than the other, but <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't I mean the teams that I would be worried about for the Warriors are like the Nuggets and maybe the Clippers, but other than yeah. that, um if you're able to get a, a different matchup in the first round, if they even make it, then Yeah. Then I mean I the Suns the Suns are good because they have obviously KD and Booker, um but they have a lot of I don't know. Uh, I think the Warriors they have a lot are of holes. The Suns. Maybe. I mean, <clears throat> every time we play them, it feels like Okogi has the game of his life, which is really annoying. Uh, well, but... I mean, <clears throat> every team we play, they score 130, 140. Our defense yeah, has one been guy horrible. at least has a career high. Keontae yeah, George yeah. had 10 threes, <laughs> and he's averaging like 11 oh points. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. <clears throat> You're right. It does happen a lot. And, <laughs> and I love not an accident. when you watch the Warriors broadcast, Bob is like, Man, what's up with all these like teams having? These guys don't miss a shot. So it's like, um, you know, maybe through fifty yes. games you can realize it's it's probably the defense. Also, through last year, the same thing happened. It's just like lack of size, and also I feel like they just lost some of those defensive principles since Mike Brown left the team. Hundred um, percent. Anyway, anyway, some some other storylines that we wanted to talk about. Uh, at the all-star break so uh, the young guys um i think you you had in our notes here our pregame notes we're gonna open up the curtain a little bit pods breakout and kuminga emergence is number two option so i'm gonna let you, i'm gonna give you the floor well let's, let's start with the pods breakout because i think it's connected to obviously another big storyline which was <clears throat> in the last game the utah game right before the all-star break clay um came off the bench for the first time since yep. basically he was a rookie. I mean, it was his, uh, I think, second year. But it's been 11 years since Clay's came off the bench. Um, and it's weird, the timing of it, because it came after that, like, Clippers collapse um, where Clay had a really bad foul at the end. And I don't think necessarily mm-hmm. it was because of that, but you have seen, like, an attitude shift with Clay. I feel like his attitude <clears throat> has been kind of horrible all year um, yeah i mean if you remember the game against the nets uh which it was a few weeks ago i was at that game it was a tough watch the warriors did not play well they did win but that's because the nets are really bad um yeah. <laughs> the only player to make a three-pointer was steph curry everyone else on the team missed every shot every three-point shot that they took and clay in particular was very bad uh and he was actually benched in crunch time and that was kind of the story of the game. He was benched in crunch time, and afterwards, I think it was Anthony Slater, the beat reporter for The Athletic, asked Clay about getting benched in crunch time and if it's tough, and he was he was having a tough time coming to terms with the fact that he's just not the same guy, and uh, he, he was really honest about that. He was also, like, kind of fighting with the Nets, yelling at them at the end of the game. Like, it was a bad look, but, you know, he's a human and and it's tough for him to accept that he's he's not one of the best players on the team anymore no no, no less best players in the league you know which is what he used to be yeah that, that was a big like kind of national story because that video went pretty viral where he was talking to reporters and being pretty like emotional and raw with that um 
and that's dope that you were at that game in New York. And then, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's kind of been brewing. I know Warriors fans have been calling for it. I mean, I feel like he takes a lot of the brunt for the struggles this year. I mean, he hasn't been great, but also I don't think he's been their biggest problem. Um, so, I mean, that, that brings us to Pods. I mean, he's obviously had a breakout season. You and I weren't very high on him at the beginning of the year, but... Damn, he just does a lot of things. Um, and I'm just curious on kind of what the ceiling is for Steph and him in the backcourt and him as a starter. Um, obviously, he does a lot of good things well. But I don't know if this is just Kerr, like, putting a Band-Aid over a huge issue or if this is, like, what the future looks like. Um, I don't know how you oh, feel I mean. That. I do think it is more the it's so Pajemski starting is more clay failing to be the player he wants to be um, or that we need him to be. And, but, you know, to give credit to Pajemski, he's a very solid player. He, um, he knocks down threes at a nice rate. He rebounds extremely well, especially for a guy, his size. He, uh, he's a good passer and he just understands how an offense is supposed to function with passing and moving and being in the right spot. Um, and on the defensive end, he he doesn't foul a lot. He gets beat quite a bit because he's not super fast or big, but he is also second in the league in charges, which is, I think my brother told me this, his, his high school coach said that the charge is the best play in basketball. Now, that's probably uh, an exaggeration, <laughs> but, you know, know like it – Coaches love it because it uh, not only is good defense, you stop the player from scoring, but it also gives you the ball. It's a turnover. So it yeah. is like actually an excellent play, and he's second best in the league at it as a rookie. Um, so he's got a – he definitely has a high ceiling. He has all potential, like fringe all-star potential as a 20-year-old, I think. Um, I didn't see it at the beginning of the year. I think he's – I thought he was too small and too slow – and he wasn't able to get his shot off. Um, but that's what happens when you evaluate players based on summer league. So, well, th- <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, we saw him in person in summer league and, uh, it didn't, yeah, look he wasn't great. impressive. But, I yeah. mean, summer league is so like Trey young looked notoriously horrible in summer league mm-hmm. and he's been a multiple time all-star. So hard to take. Steph uh, didn't look great in summer league either, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> It's hard to say, but um, I think the thing that finally led him to be starting to is he's he's finally been willing and able to make threes. Like he's been when he mm-hmm. first started playing this season, he was more of just like a transition, get a bucket, or <clears throat> sneak into the lane for a floater, or you know get a layup. But lately, he has been knocking down the three. Um, what do you think about his like? I don't know. He's just, he's probably 6'4". What do you think about defensive potential with, with him in the starting lineup? No, it's it's not great, but it's not like he's replacing a star defender anymore. Like, Clay, <laughs> in his peak, was an excellent defender, obviously. One of, he was one of the best wing defenders in the league. Um, but he's not that guy anymore, and he also just can't stay with guards in particular. Yeah. So, um, Pajemski in the lineup allows 
<clears throat> the guy in that spot that in the shooting guard position to uh, defend someone who is faster. Even though Pajemski's not very fast, he can stick with guys better than Clay. Yeah. So that's that's the only upgrade, but overall I think it's about even probably. Well, the issue is just that Clay's a wing now, you know. Yeah. And you can't well, start. He's like a four. He's a powerful. Yeah, exactly. Basically. And I mean that lineup was working with Steph Clay, Wiggins, and Kaminga because Wiggins can guard um, like point guards and twos. But you're so right. I mean, Pods. I wouldn't say he's a great defender, but he is able to chase around people and be quick. Um, kind of like what Gary does. Obviously, Gary is like a hundred times better at defense than Pods, but does the same thing where he just hound people. Um, yeah, and it's interesting. Like we saw, yeah, Kami- and GP two has been back, and um, yeah. that's been very helpful for the defense. Uh, I wanted to just shout him out because we've been missing him. <laughs> he brings that energy and he just is a true warrior right like he knows where to be he tr- he gives 100 percent effort on defense um and it's so it's been great to have him back he's looked really good um it has unfortunately pushed moody out of the lineup out of the rotation but i think gp2 is an upgrade on moody for the most part so can't be too mad at that um yeah anyway that's been a boon no. to the defense it is great to have him back because with, <clears throat> although I have been surprised, um, w- w- there was a lot of injuries at one point. Like Moody was hurt, GPT was hurt, and three uh, CP3 were hurt. So that kind of let, and Corey Joseph was just out of the rotation and then eventually got traded. Um, so that allowed <clears throat> Lester Quinones to play, which like, obviously I, I'm familiar of him, but I wasn't super familiar I knew he was kind of like a bucket, but I didn't realize he actually had some size and can defend a little bit. So I thought he kind of played well in filling in those minutes while everyone was hurt. <clears throat> and then um, that obviously led to Pajemski playing a ton as well. And I think those injuries kind of forced Kerr's hand to play Pajemski. Like, I mean, he was playing like 35, 34 minutes every single game. Um, oh, he was playing the most minutes on the team. Yeah, like, which he, is, there have which been games crazy. where he plays like 38. It's crazy. Yeah, he's a rookie. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I just want to shout out Lester too. I thought he played pretty well. Um, being able to defend, I was surprised. But yeah, um, Moody's kind of fell, fallen out too. It's just, uh, it's it's hard with CP3 out. Um, Steph is really Steph and Draymond are kind of the only ones who can dribble and play make on the team. And then Draymond was out too. So it was really just Steph. And I think that's why pods played a ton because he can actually pass. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say actually just now is that, uh, Pajemski plays over Moody because, well, because he's better, but also because he can handle the ball and, in this league now, you need guys who can at least dribble a little bit. You know, Clay, not a great dribbler. Wiggins, not a great dribbler. Moody, not a great dribbler. Peyton, fine, but also not that great at dribbling. Um, so, I mean, guys like Pajemski, Chris Paul, even big guys like Saric who can handle the ball, they're valuable. And obviously, Draymond and, and Steph, they're valuable in offenses that are moving quickly. Uh, looking for any small opening to get to the rim or to kick it out for an open three. Uh, it's a huge, huge part of the game now. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
And it's going to be interesting when CP3 comes back um, because Draymond's here now, Pods is in the starting lineup, and then... I mean, I, I think he will be a welcome sight because, <clears throat> like we've said in previous pods, he's actually played pretty well this season, although I don't like him closing at all just because of his size, and I don't like the Steph, Chris Paul backcourt. I think Pods and Steph um, is better just because of his size and rebounding ability, but CP does allow for you know Steph to take maybe three three or four games off in these next 30 just so he's not like completely dead before the playoffs it allows clay to maybe get some rest um and then obviously when steph's off the court you can have someone other than like pods or lester quinones running the offense you have a, a hall of famer so i'm a little yeah. skeptical about his return just because i don't want to see um pods or clay or uh, maybe clay i don't want to see like kaminga's minutes um <laughs> decrease but i mean at this point of the season in february march you kind of need all hands on deck i mean you see injuries around the league the warriors have been pretty beat up um we need this for the stretch run for sure. yeah well so chris paul was playing 27.6 minutes per game before he got injured when he get, gets back on the court uh i don't think he'll be playing that many minutes I think he'll be. Oh, you must around. not know like, Steve Kerr, son. See, this is yeah. <laughs> I know this is the danger, but I think he should be playing more like 20, 15 to twenty, like fifteen minutes. Guard. Man, you're you're funny. I mean, it, it is true though. Like that's what it should well, be. Well, if Pajemski is is uh, playing like twenty six or thirty minutes per game, then where do those minutes come from? I mean, like you're not going to reduce Steph's minutes. Um, and I don't, I mean, you're right though. Steve Kerr loves his like five guard, everyone under six foot lineup, but it's just, I think he's found like Kerr knows he's found something with, with Draymond and Kuminga with Wiggins out there playing better defense. He's improved, which has been nice to see. Um, still only averaging 12 and a half points per game, but you know, we'll talk about Wiggins later on. Uh, and, and then. Pajemski and Steph it's like where where do those minutes come from I just well that <clears throat> that's what I'm curious for like um I mean I could see Draymond's minutes maybe getting reduced a little bit which would be nice because we don't want him to be worn out uh for the playoffs and the end of the season because I think uh, CP3 and Draymond do similar things um so maybe you can get Trace in there for like eight more minutes a game just to inning eat some some center minutes because we don't really want to ride Draymond 36 minutes a night at center for these next 30 games in like 50 days that um leading up to the playoffs because that's going to be that's going to be a little rough well we might not make the playoffs if we don't which is the issue I mean I I think like the lowest the Warriors can be now which is is 10 which is not you couldn't have said that earlier in the season because Utah was ahead of them, but Utah gave away three of their rotation players at the trade deadline and they're trending downwards and the Warriors just beat them twice. And I think they play again or two times more um, this season. So I don't think 10 is horrible though. They like, yeah, no, it it is being in the bottom two of the play in tournament is not where you want to be you need to be eight or seven because you have two chances uh to win one game 
that's all you need. If you're if you're the nine ten seed, you have you have to win both games. And like that's what I'm saying. If the Warriors can't get out of the nine, get above the ninth spot, they might not make the playoffs. They might not even make it, even if they get to seven. But um, I'm like <laughs> I'm talking about the playoffs, not just the play-in tournament. So that's like you need to ride Draymond, unfortunately. Pause. Um, the, the good thing is that the Warriors do play i'm just looking at their schedule um they play the wizards again they play the spurs three times and they play charlotte twice so that's that's kind of six out of the 29 games you can like guarantee a win in uh in utah so maybe seven and then the rest of the schedule is like looking i mean they play the bulls they play the raptors um memphis it's it's not like houston which is like free falling right now um, yeah, Charlotte. We we talked about yeah, uh-huh. we played Charlotte twice. We uh you know, I don't know, but do you not agree that like it's not beneficial to like sp- sprint the regular season playing Draymond like 40 minutes a game at center just to like barely scratch in and then it's like you're dead trying to get into the playoffs. I think you need to well, be a little smart with it. Definitely. And I've always said like I don't think Draymond should play heavy minutes at center in the regular season because it is hard it's very hard it's hard on his body and um it wears him out 100 percent. but that's that's like the key to the warriors uh, small ball lineup is draymond at center um that's where the death lineup thrived in the past in the dynasty years um so it's our best bet at winning games if you know hopefully we can win games without him beating up his body at center but if that's what it takes then like you got to go for it you have Steph Curry at age 35 scoring 28 points per game like you want to make a run in the playoffs you got to make the playoffs (laughs) yeah no it is true and I mean we've gone 30 minutes on this podcast and we haven't talked about Steph in the past couple games I mean he's just been yep crazy he is I think in the last four made over like seven threes um in the last 15 games he's shooting 47 percent on 14 threes a game which is like okay um and like like you put in our notes he's kind of maybe on pace to break his all-time three record for a season again at Mm -hmm. age 35 um well he's on pace to get close so if he stayed so yeah he's on pace for 398 threes if he plays all the games, all 29. Yeah. Uh, his record, his all-time season record is 402. But, like you said, he's been shooting and making more recently. So if he in like shoots and makes above uh, his pace right now, he has a chance to break it. Yeah. Uh, assuming he, you know, that's obviously assuming he makes, uh, he plays all the games. So, uh, pretty awesome to still <laughs> watch this guy just dominate. Uh, yeah, that's been the best part of this season. He he's looked fresh, and I mean, it's rough to say, yeah. but he was looking worn down um, before Draymond got back, and then they had the unfortunate you know passing up of their assistant coach Decky, and that gave them, I think, eight or nine days off. Um, yeah, and he's looked amazing since then, and then. We just had the all-star break. Uh, the Warriors don't play till Thursday versus the Lakers, which is actually a huge game because if they can win that, um, 
that yes. really bring, brings him. That's that's a massive game. Um, but we'll see. I mean, he got that week plus break. He's been on a heater since. Gets another week break. Um, although every team gets that now, so I think teams will play better um, as they get healthier. But it, it's. I think he's pretty primed to keep this up at least for a couple more weeks, um, which yeah. is going to be fun to watch. Is I mean, it, we're going to be tuned isn't in. Isn't it true? He's so I think so. I think he's only missed three games this year so far. Yeah, it's pretty. He's crazy. been healthy. He's been playing heavy minutes. You know, thirty-four minutes per game or so. That's it's not nothing for a thirty-five-year-old. No, he's in great no. shape. He's looking. He's looking awesome. So that's the. Uh, <laughs> That's the real key to the season, honestly, is if he keeps that up and the rest of the team continues to play well, they're in an okay spot to sort of end up maybe near where they were last year, like a low seed, but uh, you know, not a team you want to face in the playoffs. Well, it's also kind of, we get to. it's also kind of annoying with like the Draymond and Wiggins and Clay thing because we've had uh, an amazing health season for Steph, and he's played a. a very good and we're 27 and 26 when in reality we should be like you know 32 and 24 or something like that um just because oh, i mean played. we've so in that clippers game that we lost uh not the last game before the all-star break but two games before the all-star break we blew a 15 point lead um and that was the sixth 15 point lead that we've blown we the warriors have blown this year uh, which is second most in the league, but only behind the Spurs, which they're <laughs> horrible. So just ridiculous uh, execution down the stretch uh, for the Warriors, not to mention games that we've had at like 10-point lead and blown. Uh, so just unbelievable. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty rough, but um, a huge game versus the Lakers. I mean, we can end it up with just this Lakers game and kind of the last couple things we're looking for but yeah so the lakers are 30 and 26 the warriors are 27 and 26 so um same amount of losses which at at this point in the season you kind of have to look at the loss column because the warriors have two extra games um on their schedule for the second half because they missed those two games um so a win right here would actually put them ahead of the lakers in the loss column and then it's kind of in the Warriors' hands to keep them um, away from catching up. So I would say maybe the biggest game um, of the season so far coming up uh, right after the All-Star break. What do, you, what do you feel on that? Definitely. And it's interesting that the Lakers are right above us because we play them three times uh, in the last 29 games of the year. So there are opportunities to make up ground quickly. Uh, on yeah, the which which is rough because we should have won that game. Um, yes, and then we play them first game, and then we play them um, again, kind of with like ten games mm-hmm. left. We play them in the the middle of March. <clears throat> yeah, um, so we play Dallas three times as well. They're above us in in the standings, so they're real opportunities. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're in the seventh seed, and we play them three times. Unfortunately, I don't even think we play the Kings once and they're above us, but yeah, that's all right. I mean, they're kind of, they've kind of been slipping and I know that they have a tough schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, at this point in the season, you, you got to control what you can control and uh, you go out and so there's 29 games left. I'd like them to 
to maybe see them go like 20 and 9? Nah, I mean, that would be great. Win you don't, you don't think wins. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. No, uh, I think you... if I, I think the, honestly, if they go 18 and 11, okay. then, then I'd be happy because they'd end up with 45 wins. Now, will they go 18 and 11? I don't know. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> like 18 out of 29 games is a 62% win percentage. So, um, you know, looking at the standings, the only four teams in the West win above that rate. Um, so they've got to stay hot. They've got to win some close games if they're going to get there. And even if they get there, they still might not make it out of the play-in tournament. Um, I mean, obviously, if they go 20 and, a, and a 9, then they probably make it out of the play-in tournament. That's almost a 70, uh, 700 win percentage. So, like... Yeah, they've got to stay hot. They've got to streak uh, for to hit their most optimistic outcome or their most like you know positive outcome. Yeah. Uh, but they they've been playing well, and it looks like they have a formula that might allow them to do that. We'll see. We will see. Um, yeah, it sucks that <clears throat> they've dug themselves a hole that they got to dig out of. Um, like we said, if Again. they even won four of those close games they'd be sitting like in the sixth seed with a really easy schedule and could kind of you know take their foot off the brake but maybe it's a good thing that they have to like play with some urgency and figure some things out um so yeah we'll definitely be for sure locked into that lakers game that's a huge game and then um yeah we'll actually be at the the knicks game in new york um next week which is a tnt you know Kind of a, a big matchup because the Knicks have been playing extremely well in the East. The, probably the It'll most popular that they've been in a, in a long time. Um, that's And Steph at MSG is going to be a fun time. So, Woo! Oh, man, I'm so excited. We're going to be getting chirped. Um, but we'll be, we'll, yeah. be put, we'll be putting on for – we'll be repping. I know. we got to – <laughs> we got to prepare for that, dude. Yeah. New York chirping is not the same as other places. No, no, no. I'm going to be wearing my Steph jersey, though, so I'll be representing. When I went to the time. Nets game, some guy yelled at me. He was like, how do you score 60 points and lose, fucking bum? And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, what do you say <laughs> like, to that? I, I wasn't ready for it, so I just was kind of laughing. I'm like, and I realized I need to step my game up. Yeah, yeah, you do, and the Warriors do. But no, I mean, <laughs> important. If they time. do, it'll help me out too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mental health. Um, now it's a big run, and uh, we'll kind of see what this team's made of, and and see uh, see if they can turn this season into something. So uh, we'll be there, um, and just and just stay tuned. We'll we'll probably be podcasting more as the season gets closer and the race mm-hmm. to the playoffs gets there. I know uh, we took a little gap because of the dog days of the season but um yeah stay tuned anything else anything else you want to add i think that's it i think that's it uh we'll catch you on the next one sounds good see you